I just want to thank uh, everybody and welcome back my faithful and one-time listeners back to the Blood, Sweat and Cauliflower Air podcast. How are you guys, girls, everybody else in between? Apparently there's more than two genders, but I'm not quite sure. I'm not a scientist, nor am I a feminist or part of the LGBT community, apart from what you heard. It was a rumor. It happened one time. It's not true. Anyway, back to the fights. It was a bit of a random card, um, time-wise. <clears throat> Even for me, um, you know, I'm pretty committed to watching the fights. Uh, the prelims started here at like 10 at night, 11 at night. Um, by the time Andrei Arlovsky... Uh, ended up fighting Marcin Tabura, I was drifting in and out of sleep, I was fighting to stay awake, <laughs> my little brother said, bro, you're supposed to be an enthusiast, you're falling asleep, come on, really, um, just, I couldn't, you know, the way my work hours work, I started very early, it was a long night, but god damn, I, I watched all the prelims without batting an eyelid, not a problem, it wasn't until we got into the main card that I started to drift off, but fuck, some prelims they were, um, like most prelims that happen in these weird time zones and these one-off random countries, like UFC Auckland, um, uh, Stockholm, Sweden, where Gustafsson fought Glover Teixeira, <clears throat> and then this one in Singapore, I don't give too much credence to the prelims. Not so much because, oh, they're nobodies, they don't fight very well. But, you know, I've only got so much time that I can look into fights, and when the UFC doesn't even have photos of them yet on the fight card, that sort of shows not even so much the UFC doesn't care, but just sort of how new they are. So there's only so much you can look up. Um, YouTube only has so much, and so does the UFC, despite the UFC being, you know, having one of the biggest video libraries. But damn, was I fucking impressed and surprised. Um, the first fight, well, the whole thing was fight pass exclusive, but the prelims, Gion Kim versus Lucille Pudilova, I thought Gion Kim won that one, but I wasn't mad at that, that decision either, because fuck, both these women threw down, um, from, from the go, from the, the word go, they, they didn't wait around a round and a half, they got about 10 seconds in and they were just jabbing the shit out of each other. <coughs> Much went the same in the in the second fight. Naoki uh, Naoki Inoue versus Carl's John de Thomas. Um, a decision, but one you could not be mad at. It was very back and forth until it sort of got to the second round. And Naoki just sort of took over and really dominated after that. Kwan Ho Kwok, a back and forth. Um, Russell Duan was actually winning that one. I think he had Kwan hurt a few times. Um, and then Quan came back in the second and third and had, uh, Russell hurt quite a lot. Um, same thing happened in the next fight. Ling Jing Liang. I kept getting the name confused. Surprise, surprise, because English is my second language. Don't forget. Frank Camocho had him hurt, had him wobbled in the first. By the end of the third round, Frank Camocho could barely stand, especially after the leg kicks that Lee was throwing. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so real surprised that the way that the fight went was definitely back and forth. But um, I yeah, I I would have loved to seen um, Li Jiang put the put the pressure on later on at the end of that third round. But oh, what a hell of a fight! Now my fighting under the radar fight. I again, I think I called it. This was probably the best fight on the card. But I called the wrong person to win. Again, just like the last one. Um, Scoggin, Justin Scoggins and Ulka Sasaki. Now, 
I sort of I was communicating back and forth with Justin Scoggins quite a bit over the week leading up to that fight, and um, you know obviously giving him a lot of fucking encouragement, a lot of praise. Um, and if you guys watched the fight, you could see why. Man, when he had it standing, Sasaki didn't know what was left from right or up was down. He was absolutely pacing him up. I thought he was handing out chicken nugget combos, just hitting him with six pieces, ten pieces, hit him with a couple of fucking happy meals, a couple of three-piece nugget combos. But Scoggins was relentless, and for some reason, he even admitted himself, uh, didn't really listen much to his corner and was just committed to the grappling, despite having so much success on the feet. He was, I don't know, maybe he was trying to prove a point, um, trying to prove he wasn't one-dimensional, but... Um, he ended up losing by submission, uh, by rear naked choked, as a matter of fact, in the second round. Um, I was disappointed, but, I mean, like I said in my fighting under the radar, the only way I saw Sasaki winning was him taking Skoggins' back and choking him out. Um, that being the way, the only ways that he's won in the UFC. Uh, so I sort of called it, but sort of didn't. So you can call that what you will, but... Um, you know, fight pass, uh, I think it's fourteen ninety nine in New Zealand, $5 in American, that fight in itself, just to look up Justin Scoggins is, is, is worth that for a month, so, you know, check that out, Alex Caceres and Ronaldo die, oh, man, we caught, we saw Caceres come out looking flash as a motherfucker, um, a lot of people were, when Yair Rodriguez fought Frankie Edgar, a lot of the argument for why, why Yair didn't really stand a chance was that he went to decision with Alex Caceres, and Caceres, you know, he's a, he, he's an average fighter, he's not that great, wow, he fucking silenced all the haters on, uh, what was it, Saturday night here in, in Auckland, um, he was put a clinic on Ronaldo, just piecing him up with the hands whenever he felt like, his flashy kicks were there as per usual, smiling the whole time he was doing it, just having fun, um, props to Ronaldo, he could not open his eye after getting punched square in his, like, close, and like, I was explaining that to my little brother, like, there's not much protection for getting punched right in the eyeball, like, you can close your eye, you can try and roll, but if it hits, hits you right in the eye, your eyelids don't do jack all. That's just the same as getting punched with your eye wide open. So he ended up getting punched early in the first. Uh, managed to get through the the end of the first. Got through the second. But props to the doctor and to the ref. The ref could have just shrugged his shoulders and let the fight go on. But he made sure he got a clarification whether Ronaldo was fit to fight. Doctor said, well, he says he's okay, but he can't open his eye. Ref called the fight. Smart move to save Ronaldo from himself, because obviously, like most fighters, they're not, you know, very, very few times, unless it's very serious, will fighters say, no, 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 I can't carry on, you know, I need to think about my health down down the track. They're always thinking about the crowd, the crowd will start booing, you know, it's, it's a bit of pressure that a lot of people don't really take into consideration until you really get in the cage, you're not really fighting for yourself anymore, you're sort of more fighting for, you know, like, being the best fighter doesn't always win you money. you got to win the crowd as well. It sort of sounds like that movie, The Gladiator. You don't become amazing. You don't become a superstar by being the best, like Damian Maya, Khabib Nurmagomedov. You do it by being flashy, winning the crowd, you know, winning fans like Conor McGregor and stuff like that, Ronda Rousey. 
knowing how to talk the talk and walk the walk, not just walking the walk, you know, like it, it gives people a bit more to talk about, but yeah, fuck man, Alex Caceres talked the talk and walked the walk that night, so I think we should see great things for um, Caceres in his next fight, anybody that sleeps on him has got another thing coming. Um, Cyril Asker and Walt Harris, now, uh, Walt Harris, sorry, I didn't, <laughs> I had to watch this fight three times because every time I thought, oh, yeah, 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 nah, it's not going to happen for a little bit. I'll just quickly check my phone. The fight ended. Fight only went a minute and 44 seconds. Walt Harris just put hands on Cyril and, yeah, that's all she wrote. Dude, that's exactly how he won his way onto the UFC um, via, I believe it was, Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. Um yeah, so wasn't surprised, but definitely was impressed. Definitely was impressed. Um, next fight was Takanori Gomi and John Tuck. That was a bit hard to watch, uh, only because when I saw Joe Lozon fight Takanori Gomi and TKO'd him, I thought that's when Gomi should have stopped fighting. But, you know, you can't really... You know, you can never tell a... How, how do you tell a fighter, you know, that's it, you've had enough, you can't fight anymore? He's probably not going to listen and probably going to take that as a, yeah, this is a hater, I'm going to prove him wrong, and, you know, obviously commit to it even more. But, yeah, it wasn't a great fight for Gomi, definitely wasn't. Great great fight for Tuck, and glad he finished it via submission rather than, um, you know, just Gomi taking punishment over 15 minutes. Uh but again, I'm hoping the Fireball Kid sort of, you know, realizes that he's got a lot of potential in teaching, seminars, there's a lot of things that he can pass on to the next generation. He doesn't have to be a name that people just tick off their bucket list. You you don't have to be another notch under the belt for these up-and-comers. Um, save yourself, you know, and don't go down the same way that a few other fighters are going down. We're moving on to the main card. We had um, Tarek Safadine versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos was making his 170-pound debut. It was interesting that I thought they picked Tarek Safadine, but I'm not a matchmaker. I may have met him one time, but that doesn't necessarily qualify me. But it was a great fight. Um, Tarek definitely had the size advantage over Rafael, but Rafael held his own in the grappling exchanges and more so... Um, in the kickboxing exchanges as well. Um, he dominated the first round. Well, you know, I use the term dominated lightly. He definitely won the first round. Um, Tarek won the second. It was a bit back and forth. Uh, I, th- I I definitely thought it was a unanimous decision for Rafael. Some people are arguing it was a split, but, you know, that's... Again, I'm neither a judge nor a matchmaker, but it was great to see how good Rafael looked. He had a lot of gas, just like he usually did at 145, but he definitely carried a lot of power. Like I said earlier, Tarek being the bigger guy, um, he didn't shy away from uh, any of the exchanges. There wasn't any particular part of the fight where he looked scared or he was outclassed. Uh, He looked great. So hopefully Rafael adjusts, um, you know, like Connor. Connor looked great at 170, you know, looked physically great, but uh, the shots he threw definitely took a lot more out of him, just, you know, simply being as big as he was, takes more gas, you know, if you've got a V8, you're going to chew through petrol, so same thing, hopefully Rafael can adjust to the size, speed, cardio, 
uh, you know, ratio. It'll be it'll be interesting interesting to see how he does. I'd love to see Hafeyao and Cowboy at 170 again. Um, um, I still think Hafeyao would win that, but if we can get a Cowboy that fought Rick Story or a Cowboy that fought, uh, what was the other Cowboy? Uh, Cowboy Oliveira, Alex Oliveira, I think it was. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of uh, options there for Hafeyao and also for Tarek. Tarek showed he wasn't, he didn't get manhandled, he didn't get completely outclassed, so there's definitely more fights for him if he's willing to step in. It's been a long time since we've seen him fight recently, but again, shout out to both those guys. Dong Yong Kim, the stun gun versus Colby Chaos Cummington. Now, I was a little bit, this one was probably the more boring fight for me. Um, and I don't like to use that term very often, boring, because a lot of people say Ben Askren is boring, but fuck, man, I love watching Ben Askren fight. Uh, so, Colby Covington, it was a bit boring for me, it was a lot of wrestling, um, trying to avoid, you know, there was a lot of against the cage fighting, trying to avoid, um, Dong Yong Kim's judo, his takedowns, but, you know, that that's the game, unfortunately, um, that was the way he had to win the fight, and if he had a bit funny, yeah, again, if he had afforded any other way, I would have, what the fuck are you doing? So, I had to sort of bite my tongue and just enjoy the fight for what it was, um, but I didn't really understand the reaction that Covington had afterwards, sort of just went off as nut about, you know, it's his division, Dana got a 32 ways to get that bout ready, so, okay, we'll just hold on, hold on, you know, take your time, let's just, don't try and be a Conor McGregor just yet, you know, you start starching dudes, or start wrecking dudes in the first round, then you got something going on, but, you start decisioning everybody, you're not really going to get anywhere, in the rankings, let alone in the fans' eyes, so, um, great to see him get the win, Dong Yong Kim, again, didn't get outclassed, it was a very, very back and forth match, um, Colby won, no doubt, but didn't make it look like Dong Yong Kim didn't belong in there, you know, like, didn't didn't make it look like they were com- in two different leagues, so, definitely win for Colby Covington, but nothing for Dong Yong Kim to be ashamed about. <clears throat> Former heavyweight champion Andre the Pitbull Olofsky fought Marcin Tybal Tabura. Um, like I said earlier, that was my real boring fight. That was the one that I could not keep my eyes open, now, I attribute a lot of that due just to what time I was watching, you know, there was, it had been a long day, I hadn't really slept much the night before, you know, life gets to you, it might have been a bit of gin involved, but that's besides the point, it was a good fight, um, for what I did see of it, I did see a lot of the first round, and from what I did see, Alofsky put hands on, um, Marson, but Marson also answered with hands of his own, so it was interesting to see the back and forth, you know, that's what I love about heavyweights, they don't have to throw a four-piece combination, they can crack you with a jab, or they can crack you with a right hand, and it's all over, much like we saw with um, Walt Harris and, and the prelims. Uh, I would like to see Arlovsky maybe start to think about teaching a bit more, um, you know, it's never great to see one of the more legendaries, one of the pioneers, uh, I don't know, I don't like to say waste away, but 
when you sort of realize you're becoming the, just a name for people to beat so that they've got, oh, I beat, oh, I beat a former champion, you know, I, I whooped his ass. Well, he was a champion when he was 22. You beat him when he was 39, you know, like, let's, let's you know, t- take into account the details, all right, the variables. That's what mixed martial arts is all about is the punch, the knee, the kick, the the numerous things you can do. You have to take into to account the numerous factors of when, where, and who you fought, but, yeah, what do I know, again, I'm just somebody downstairs fucking talking into a microphone, but, props to Marson, but, I'd like to see Arlovsky maybe think about other routes, you know, maybe try a podcast, start doing some seminars, um, maybe go back to Belarus, Russia, and maybe open a gym there, and really start to grow that side of the world and bring a lot more of that talent over here because fuck knows we need it and from what we do have it's phenomenal the main event was um was interesting I didn't see the first two rounds I think it was well yeah uh I didn't I didn't see the decision from the co-main event of Olofsky and Tabura I woke up like early round three and I sort of rolled over and my little brother yells at me, don't worry bro, you're not missing anything, it's just boring as, they're both just standing there and flinching at each other, so I'm sort of like, alright, well, I'm not missing anything, I really did, I tried to commit, I tried, I'm, I just, I gotta sleep, I'm, I'm too tired, I gotta go to bed, I get up, I grab my blanket, I walk to my bedroom, I put everything down on the bed, and as I walk back out to the lounge, because I think I better brush my teeth, I look and I see Bitch Kohea waving Holly home in, telling her, come, come, let's fight, let's fight. Holly decides, all right, well, you want to fight? And she throws a question mark kick and Bitch sits down on her ass and sort of looks away with her hands up like she's praising Jesus. Holly runs up and just gives her two left hooks from the hip and man, Mark God had jumped in and he'd definitely seen enough. Holly walked off and you could see the look in Bolly's and um, Holly's body language just... Bitch, don't ever fucking move me like that. Don't ever act like I'm a fucking... Don't forget who I knocked out, alright? You ended up on the mat last time, okay? And I knocked out the person that knocked you out. So just remember where you are on the hierarchy. Which is what I think Holly was uh, thinking. She probably wasn't, but that's what it looked like. Just walking around like she had an AK-47 strung to her back. A fucking Magnum 9mm tucked in her socks. And a fucking shotgun up her back. It was amazing. She head kicked her until last week. I think Bitch Kohea will probably get a medical suspension because of that. Because surely, if that head kick didn't concuss her, her, those two punches afterwards surely did. Um, And it's stuff like that that makes me not want to fight. That's why I just like watching fights. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants, you know, somebody hits my girlfriend, somebody hits my brother, my mom. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a concussion. But to do that for a living, that for a job... I don't know, man, and then to have it on TV, and then to have, you know, you're sure you're going to wreck this bitch, but you don't, you sort of try and wave her in like you're going to wreck her, but you don't, that's not a good look, because regardless of what your excuse is, or you know, it happens, or you know, maybe I was wrong, you're never going to live that down, I mean, I reposted that video, and I got some like 50 views, I don't even have that many followers on Instagram. I mean, that would mean everybody that 
is on my Instagram, I had to watch it once, and I know half the people that watch that video are people that don't even follow me, so, um, yeah, again, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of balls to be a fighter, but that's, that's that fight game, you want to talk that good shit, you know, you got to back it up, talk the talk and walk the walk, I think that's been a lot of the the theme for this card, there was a lot of people that talked that good shit, some people delivered, some people didn't, most people did, but, uh, yeah, again, that's the fight game, so it was an amazing card, guys, if you guys didn't watch it, it's not, you know, you haven't missed it, you can go back and watch it, I'm not getting sponsored for this, I'm not getting paid by anybody, man, I do this because I enjoy it, and do this because I love it, Go and check it out on UFC Fight Pass. This is one of the ones you won't find on YouTube, probably not for a while. But if you go to UFC Fight Pass, uh, UFC.com slash Fight Pass, you can sign up. Uh, you can get a one-month free trial. And then after that, you can choose to carry on if you want. So even if you just want to <laughs> get a free month's worth of um, fights, go on and check it out. That's what I did at first until they really sort of got their website and app together because it fucking sucked at first when I started using it. So it's a lot better now that you could make um, playlists and they know what you've been watching last and they keep track of where you were up to. They tell you what's been added. So it's 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 a really cool app. It's a really cool website. And considering the amount of um, different organizations that they've snatched up and all the video libraries, it's definitely worth the five, you know, five dollars American, fifteen New Zealand, whatever, wherever it is that you live. It's definitely worth it, even just to watch some of the old school fights. Now we've got another card coming up this weekend. Um, we've got quite a few coming up uh, over the next month or so. I think it's uh, next month, July. We've got International Fight Week. Um, the next card this Saturday night will be American time, I believe it is. I think New Zealand time, it is Sunday. Yeah, June 26th. Uh, main card starts at 1pm. Michael the Maverick Kiesa versus uh, Kevin Mo uh, Motown Lee. That's right. I haven't lo I haven't studied this card fully yet, so I haven't picked out my fighting under the radar fight. So that's going to be coming out on Friday morning. I'll record that Thursday night and record that, and hopefully, as long as my computer doesn't want to have a tanty, um, you guys will hear my opinion on that, whether you like it or not. Um, there's quite a few good people on this card. Um, prelims and main card. We'll just have a quick glance over the main card. We got BJ the Prodigy Penn versus Dennis Seaver. Uh, BJ Penn, most, you know, he was one of the first ones to win a title in two different divisions. He didn't hold the title at the same time like McGregor. He was the first one to do that. But BJ Penn won the lightweight and the welterweight title. Um, which was at the time, you know, choking out Matt Hughes, the, his trilogy with Matt Hughes. And uh, shout out and, uh, you know, rest and recovery to Matt Hughes. Glad to hear he's out of his um coma. Thank God he recovered. But typical country boy, strong. Not even not even a train wreck can fucking kill that guy. So shout out to Matt Hughes. Um, BJ Penn's taking on Dennis Seaver now. I think I've got to check Dennis Seaver's last fight. Ah, Tatsuya Kawajiri. That's right. I believe that one went to decision. Uh, but the fight before that, that most people are most likely to remember him by, he got 
TKO'd by Conor McGregor. Before that, he's the guy that was known for back-kicking two guys and broke their ribs. Um, short German guy. Oh, well, apparently he was German. It says here he's Russian, but when I read his Wikipedia, uh, the first time I read it, it said German. I'll have to double-check that. After that, you've got Tim the Dirty Birds means versus Alex Garcia. Now, I don't know much about Garcia. Um, you got Felice Herrig and Justin Kirsch, Tim the Barbarian Bosch and Johnny Hendricks. Uh, that, that, I'm thinking that one might be my fighting under the radar. Just because people sleep on Johnny Hendricks and Tim Bosch for that matter. But, shit man, the main event is the main event for a reason. Michael Kieser and Kevin Lee, this is the battle of, the, the, you know, your mothers. Uh, Kevin Lee wanted to bring up <laughs> Michael Kieser's mother at the press conference and talk about how he's got... His mum has got tickets, and I know his mum is watching, and holy shit, Kiesa reacted like he slapped his mum. Don't you ever fucking talk about my mother. Don't, first thing, don't you ever fucking talk about my mother. And you could see Holly Holm in front of Michael Kiesa like, whoa, this is awkward. And man, Kiesa even said, you better fucking get in the middle of us. Before he even finished getting the sentence out of his mouth, he dropped the mic and he ran up on Kevin Lee. Difference was, I think Michael Chiesa was just going to push him, but Kevin Lee was having none of that, and he cracked him with a straight right hand right in Kevin Lee's face. And just before Kevin Lee could do anything, then they get in between them. And it's just like, ah, damn, it was about to go down. We were about to see a real live... John Jones and Daniel Cormier play out right on the stage, man. We already seen a punch thrown. Come on, let's see the rest. But no, so we were sadly disappointed they got broken up. Um, Kiesa claimed he didn't feel jack at the time, that you just feel that that hot feeling afterwards when you get hit. Like, you just know you've been hit. That doesn't hurt. There's no pain. It just, you know, it's like the same feeling of you've been slapped. You can feel like that hot, sort of tingly pins and needles feeling. So, funnily enough, he claims it gives him more confidence because he took a, a clean, cheap shot straight to the face. Didn't rock him, didn't hurt him, he didn't even feel it. So, I don't know if that spells well for Kevin Lee or not, but um, that's going to be interesting in itself. So, yeah, guys, that's going to be something that's going to come out later on this week. Uh, you guys can look forward to Thursday night, uh, possibly Thursday morning. I'm going to do my little rundown on my opinion on what I think is going to happen now that the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight is official. They've got uh, a commentator's lineup official. They've got a venue. We've got a date. We've got uh, a weight class, what size the gloves are. And that's something I'm going to bring up with you guys later on. No point bringing it up just now. So um, if you guys are educated and you want to debate me about it and hear how wrong you think I am, or if you're uneducated and you just want to learn maybe a thing or two, that will be the time and place to stay tuned, guys. But I'll keep you guys updated via Instagram mostly. Um, I don't know. That's generally where I find I get the most response from you guys. So uh, if you guys think I'm wrong, prove me wrong. Hit me up on Facebook, um, Blood, Sweat, and Cauliflower Ear, BSN Collie Ear. That's B-S-N-C-A-U-L-I-E-A-R, all lowercase. That's both for Instagram and Twitter and blood, sweat, and cauliflower air at gmail.com if you guys uh, want to call me a fool where nobody can see. 
So again, guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate the time and effort and uh, all the Wi-Fi and data that you guys put into downloading and streaming this. Um, I may have another little podcast project in the pipes. I'm just uh, working with um, some of my people to try and, uh, you know, we're going to, it's like a Mayweather-McGregor deal. I've got to try and uh, sign a deal. You know, there's got to be some perks involved. Um, We'll see how that goes. So hopefully you guys will hear something a bit, it's a bit different from this one but um, hopefully something you guys will enjoy all the same. So again, guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Stay high, stay fly. Bye.